Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the podcast. Hope this sounds okay. We're on mobile again. I'm on holiday again. I know I was just on holiday, uh, you know, last week or something, but I'm on holiday again. Actually, last week wasn't. Let's say last week, the little New Year's break was just a break. It was a, um, a getaway. That's what it was. Um, but now, this is our holiday. I'm in Rosebud, which is a lovely part of the world. Mornington Peninsula, if you want to Google it. Um, we're talking about William Dean Howells, Bret Hart and John Todd Hunter. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he is a Todd Hunter. Swim says the mama fish. He says, an American William Dean Howells was a champion of literary realism, a movement that represents reality by portraying mundane everyday experiences as they are in real life. It depicts familiar people, places, and stories, primarily about the middle and lower classes of society. He was also a close friend of both Mark Twain and Henry James, and contributed poems to the Atlantic Monthly, and later became the editor. His best-known work is the novel The Rise of Silas Lapham. After establishing a fortune in the paint business, Silas Lapham moves his family from their Vermont farm to the city of Boston, where they awkwardly attempt to break into Brahmin society. Bret Hart was also American and is best known for his short fictions featuring figures of the California gold rush, such as miners, misfits, and gamblers. Here's a link to three of his short stories. I highly recommend giving them a read. Okay, cool. John Todd Hunter was an Irish poet, playwright, and academic. He served as a professor of English literature for a short time at Alexandra College in Dublin. He was a prolific writer, and at least seven collections of poetry bear his name, along with a number of dramatic productions. He also translated works of German literature into English. Very cool. Ooh. Excuse me. Okay. So, a little recap there from Swim. Thank you, Swim. Appreciate it. Um... What am I doing here? I need to go to Gutenberg, Oxford Verse. You have to excuse me while I look this up on my phone. Um, I do hope this sounds okay. I'm recording this on a Google Pixel 7 Pro, which is a decent phone. I'm hoping the microphone sounds all right. But of course, it's not going to sound as good as my home setup. Um, Maybe it sounds better. Wouldn't that be bad? Okay, so, who we got here? Wilfred Scowen Blunt. Old Willie Blunt. First poem by Wilfred. Oh, Willie Blunt. Oh, Willie Blunt was born in 1840. And we don't know when he died. He might still be alive, who knows. The first poem is called Song. A fly, not pleasure. Pleasant-hearted pleasure. Fold me thy wings, I pry thee, yet and stay. For my heart, no measure, knows nor other treasure to buy a garland for my love today. And thou too, sorrow, tender-hearted sorrow, thou grey-eyed mourner, fly not yet away, for I fain would borrow thy sad weeds tomorrow 
to make a mourning for loves yesterday. The voice of pity, times divine, dear pity, moved me to tears, I dared not say them nay, but passed forth from the city, making thus my ditty of fair love lost for ever and a day. The desolate cities, the next poem. Dark to me is the earth, dark to me are the heavens. Where is she that I loved, the woman with her eyes like stars? Desolate are the streets, desolate is the city. A city taken by storm where none are left but the slain. Sadly I rose at dawn, undid the latch of my shutters, thinking to let in light, but I only let in love. Birds in the bows were awake. I listened to their chaunting. Each one sang to his love, only I was alone. This, I said in my heart, is the hour of life and of pleasure. Now each creature on earth has his joy and lives in the sun. Each in another's eyes finds light, the light of compassion. This is the moment of pity. This is the moment of love. Speak, O desolate city. Speak, O silence and sadness. Where is she that I loved in my strength that spoke to my soul? Where are those passionate eyes that appealed to my eyes in passion? Where is the mouth that kissed me, the breast I laid to my own? Speak, thou soul of my soul, for rage in my heart is kindled. Tell me, where didst thou flee in the day of destruction and fear? See, my arms still enfold thee, unfolding thus all heaven. See, my desire is fulfilled in thee, for it fills the earth. Thus in my grief I lamented, then turned I from the window, turned to the stair and the open door in the empty street, crying aloud in my grief, for there was none to chide me, none to mock my weakness, none to behold my tears. Groping I went as blind, I sought her, south, my, her house, my beloved's. There I stopped at the silent door and listened and tried to the latch. Love, I cried, dost thou slumber? This is no hour for slumber. This is the hour of love, and love I bring in my hand. I knew the house, with its windows barred, and its leafless fig tree climbing round by the doorstep, the only one in the street. I knew where my hope had climbed to its goal and there encircled all that those desolate walls once held, my beloved's heart. There is my grief, she consoled me. She loved me when I loved not. She put her hand in my hand and set her lips to my lips. She told me all her pain and showed me all her trouble. I, like a fool, scarce heard, hardly returned her kiss. Love, thy eyes were like torches. They changed as I beheld them. Love, thy lips were like gems, the seal thou settest on my life. Love, if I loved that not then, behold this hour thy vengeance. This is the fruit of thy love, and thee, the unwise, grown wise. Weeping strangled my voice, I called out, but none answered. Blindly the windows gazed back at me, dumbly the door. She whom I love, who loved me, looked not on my yearning, gave me no more her hands to kiss, showed me no more her soul. Therefore the earth is dark to me, the sunlight blackness. Therefore I go in tears and alone, by night and by day. Therefore I find no love in heaven, no light, no beauty. A heaven taken by storm, where none are left but the slain. With Easter, es Esther. He who has once been happy is for a out of destruction's reach. His fortune then holds nothing secret and eternity, which is a mystery to other men. 
has like a woman given him its joy. Time is his conquest, life, if it should fret, has paid him tribute, he can bear to die. Who, uh, he who has once been happy, when I set the world before me and the survey its range, its mean ambitions, its scant fantasies, the shreds of pleasure, which for lack of change, men wrap around them and call happiness, the poor delights which are the tale and sum of the world's courage and its martyrdom. When I hear laughter from a tavern door, when I see crowds agape and in the rain, watching on tiptoe and with stifled roar to see a rocket fired or a bull slain, when misers handle gold, when orators touch strong men's heart with glory till they weep, when cities deck their streets with barren wars which have laid waste their youth, and when I keep calmly the count of my own life and see on what poor stuff my manhood's dreams were fed, till I too learned what dull of vanity will serve a human soul for daily bread. Then I remember that I once was young and lived with Ether, the world's gods among. To Manon on his fortune in loving her. I did not choose thee, dearest, it was love that made the choice, not I. Mine eyes were blind. As a rude shepherd who to some lone, lone grove his offering brings and cares not at what shrine he bends his knee. The gifts alone were mine, the rest was love's. He took me by the hand and fired the sacrifice and poured the wine and spoke the words I might not understand. I was unwise in all but the dear chance, which was my fortune and the blind desire, which led my foolish steps to love's abode and youth's sublime unreasoned prescience, which raised an altar and inscribed in fire its dedication to the unknown God. St. Valentine's Day Today all day I rode upon the down, with hounds and horsemen a brave company. On this side in its glory lay the sea, on that the Sussex wheeled a sea of brown. The wind was light, and brightly the sun shone, and still we galloped on for gorse to gorse, from gorse to gorse, and once, when checked, a thrush sang, and my horse pricked his quick ears as to sound unknown. I knew the spring was come. I knew it even better than all by this, that through my chase in bush and stone and hill and sea and heaven I seem to see and follow still your face. Your face, my quarry, was, for it rode, my horse a thing of wings, myself a god. Oop, sorry. A god. Dropped my phone. That was probably pretty loud. The next one's called Gibraltar. Seven weeks of sea and twice seven days of storm upon the huge Atlantic and once more we ride into still water and the calm of a sweet evening screened by either shore of Spain and Barbary. Our tolls are over. Our exile is accomplished once again. You look on Europe, mistress of the all, of the fair earth and of the hearts of men, a this is the famed rock which Hercules and Goethe and more bequeathed us. At this door, England stands sentry. God, to hear the shrill, sweet treble of her fifes upon the breeze, and at the summons of the rock guns roar, to see her red coats marching from the hill. Written at Florence 
O world, in very truth thou art too young. When will thou learn to wear the garb of age? World, with thy covering of yellow flowers, hast thou forgotten what generations sprung out of thy loins and loved thee and are gone? Hast thou no place in all their heritage where thou dost only weep that I may come, nor fear the mockery of thy yellow flowers? O world, in very truth thou art too young. The heroic wealth of passionate emprise built the fair cities of for thy naked plains. Hast thou... How hast thou set thy summer growth among the broken stones which were their palaces? Hast thou forgot the darkness where he lies, who had thee beautiful, or have thy bees found out his grave to build their honeycombs? O world, in very truth thou art too young. They gave thee love who measured out thy skies, and when they found for thee another star who made a festival and straightway hung the jewel on thy neck, O merry world, hast thou forgot the glory of those eyes which first looked love in thine, thou hast not furled one banner of thy bridal car for them, O world, in very truth thou art too young. There was a voice which sang about thy spring, till winter froze in sweetness of his lips, and lo, the worms had hardly left his tongue before the nightingales were come again. O world, what courage hast thou thus to sing? Say, has thy merriment no secret pain, no sudden weariness, that thou art young? The Two Highwaymen I... Long have had a quarrel set with time because he robbed me. Every day of life was rest, rested from the after bitter strife. I never yet could see the sun go down, but I was angry in my heart, nor hear the leaves fall in the wind without a tear. Over the dying summer I have known no truce with time, nor time's accomplice death. The fair world is the witness of a crime, repeated every hour for life and breath are sweet to all who live, and bitterly the voices of these robbers of the heath sound in each ear and chill the passer-by. What have we done to thee, thou monstrous time? What have we done to death that we must die? Uh, okay, that'll do for tonight. Good poetry everybody. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.